what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Brothers in Tech is a weekly podcast focused on personal and home technology, helping provide you, our fellow brothers and sisters in tech, with some information, assistance, and recommendations. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Brothers in Tech here on the Mesh.TV podcast network. Uh, long time no talk, everybody. Sorry about that. We've been uh, taking a little hiatus for a bit, but happy to be back. My name is Alan Jackson. Off to the right of me on the screen is my brother, Brian Jackson. How you doing, Brian? <laughs> I'm good. I, I am. It's it's been so long since we have gotten together, Alan. I kind of half assumed that your beard would be, you know, all the way down to your stomach at this point, and you know, I'd show up with long, long hair. And but you know, these things have not happened. Uh, one for no other reasons, but well, uh, well, we still practice good grooming tips. I think is the important thing, even during our long hiatus there. So we do. Um, yeah, we yep. took a few weeks off. What was it? Three three weeks off it felt like maybe yeah felt yeah i think so i think so lots of lots of life happening in those three weeks um and by the way your voice your voice has changed in that point in time i think you're on your other microphone by the way yeah i think you're i think you might be on your airpods yeah i mean you know in this this long time that i've seen you you used to have this sexy voice that just you know was made for radio and it doesn't feel like you have that anymore but you know what? I, and I hate doing this live on the recording, but just kind of hang tight for a second here. Yep. Brian. So oh, I'm hanging with you. This is uh, tilt this, this is... down doo, 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 <laughs> and we'll do this and give me a second. I'm good. And now I should be good and give me just a second. Cause I want to sound the best I possibly can and, for us. And, and it should on now. Oh, the velvety, the velvety voice comes across very nice that's right oh beautiful beautiful yeah so you know we hadn't talked to you in so long i thought wow his voice has changed right things have things have really gone downhill since i've seen you <laughs> last but <laughs> the voice is back thank you the voice yeah, is I, back I, only the best for our our listeners only the best for you brian i, I uh, thank you I, thank I, you. I i'm actually embarrassed that i started on the wrong microphone i'm sorry for that intro that first minute of our show here that's not how i wanted things to start um but we're back on track i think i, I think we got this back uh righted righted the ship again right the ship yeah okay. and you would have thought that maybe you know uh, your co-host might have told you that prior to us getting on but uh, i did we were on for think, like you know what that's some really yeah, yeah you know you didn't it's think all right to tell me but that's okay i don't really think about your voice that much um but you know it's all right. I've had a lot of things plugged and unplugged today, Brian. Today has been a uh, uh, heavy <laughs> technology like day for problem. me. You know, it's been a heavy technology day for me, and uh, there's been a lot of maneuvering going on in my my desk mm. area. Uh, lots, lots happening. So uh, I've basically lots of moving here. and shaking. Lots of tech I've been moving here and shaking. At the seat all day today. So uh, hmm. yeah, uh, fun stuff. Well, I. Yeah, there's some good things about that it could happen, you know, some really cool ideas or it could just be work. And, and in which case, I don't really want to hear about it. So it's a little bit of both. So yeah. I am okay. working today on a project that is a fun project, but it is taxing every resource available to my computer mm. to run. So uh, let's just say I'm, I'm dealing, I'm working on a video right now in my storage needs for this video project right now are at 
2.8 terabytes oh. of uh, footage Ooh. I'm dealing with right now. Okay. Uh, that's terabytes. So quite a lot. And uh, it's been uh, it's been fun, but it's uh, it is a lot. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> your your uh, your computer is is starting to smoke a little bit and, and scream at yeah. you. And yeah, I got about it. the time I fired up the recording, I think my computer I actually heard it gasp. Say, <laughs> it's like, no, I don't, I don't know how much I've got left in me, Captain. And uh, <laughs> it's right. It's ready to just crap out on me, but uh, hopefully it'll hang more in tight. Power just for, hopefully mm. it'll hang in tight just just for this recording. Anyway, I'll give it a rest after that. So, yeah, yep. nice. So what's up, I, Brian? I do want to talk about something today, uh, but I want to catch up a little bit first before we do. In a little bit, I want to talk about um, iOS 17, which is the newest version of the operating system that came out for iPhones and iPads. Uh, technically came out for like, you know, Apple TV and some others, but we're really going to talk about the one that you would see primarily on your iPhone and maybe iPad. Um, Apple released updates for all their systems, including ones from the Mac and and all their devices, but the Mac came out a little bit later, the latest version of the Mac operating system. So we're going to talk about that one a little bit later. I need a little more time as I I think you haven't even been able to upgrade to it yet. No, we we have Um, not to download that one. Uh, so we're going to hold off on that a little bit, but today we can talk about iOS 17. So we're going to do that yep. in a little bit. Uh, so just everybody who's curious about what iOS 17 is like, and we want to call out a couple of interesting uh, features of it, that'll come in a little bit. But Brian, we haven't we haven't talked in so long. Um, what have you been up to? What's going on? <laughs> what's what's happening in your world tech-wise? That, uh, uh, tech-wise, uh, good. Yeah. Um, not, I don't care about know. anything else. I don't, yeah, I, I was really going to say, don't don't ask about no my family or anything, anything else no. about that's family, okay. well-being, health. Um, that's all. Yeah, whatever. No, nope. just text me how you're doing about that. Yeah, later. we'll we'll ignore uh, that. Well, so tech wise, um, uh, you know, I think I did send you. I can't remember if we talked about it or I just sent you an email that uh, you know I've been playing with a new app uh, that was kind of a uh, an aggregate reader. Uh, called Medium. And what that ended right. up leading me to do was just it. I started reading lots of these articles about, you know, the five best, uh, you know, five best organizational apps, the, you know, five widgets you need to try, the, you know, the 10 best uh, ways to do this. And it's got lots of these how to's, lots of things that are going on. So I've been trying tons of different apps. And, uh, you know, my, my phone has about, 10 or 12 different apps that are currently kind of in test by me um, trying to decide if they really are useful and, you know, whether I would want to pay for a service or actually commit to some sort of thing. So, you know, I've been trying a lot of things, which has been fun. Um, It's also a bit stressful, you know, when you start trying too many things and then you get partway down the road and realize you're, you're maybe putting more effort into it than you, (laughs) than it's helping. So, uh, yeah, let me try a lot of things. Uh, some have been really positive, and um, you know, I'll just throw out some names of things. Like there's an app called Curiosity, which I mentioned to you before, which I've been playing a little bit with on the Mac. And there's uh, apps called like Fabric. Um, so if you haven't, if you've heard some of these, you know, they may become things that we try in the future. There's a an app called Twos and Two Birds and Matter and Artifact, and we've got a lot of things that I'm kind of testing out for all different reasons. Some are, some are doc, you know, I have noticed now there's a ton of apps now that are just 
ways of saving information. You know, hmm. save links, click here, and you're going to save links in a particular thing, or you're going to kind of create your own board of saving uh, information. Um, and I think it's great. We've got lots of ways of doing that now. It's kind of like Notes is on an Apple. Um, you know, it's become more of a just place you dump information. But right. there's a lot of these, a lot of these apps out there that all kind of do some different pieces. And uh, I'm excited to keep trying and maybe bring some to you. So what are you? What are your? What are your plans, Brian? Because here's the thing. Part of me wants you to send me a list of all the apps you're researching and all that. <laughs> uh, but then I realized that that's a bad idea. Um, I would rather you work through all of them and spend your time doing that. Yeah. And then tell and then me tell you're you. the ones that you're actually going to use at the end of the day. As tempted as I am to research and play with as many new apps as I can, um, that hasn't worked in my favor lately. So uh, <laughs> I'd rather you do the work um, and tell me, tell me the outcomes. Well, that's okay. the plan. That's the plan. Good. If I get okay. to, if I get to a point where so there, I have kind of a threshold, right? I, I like to try anything for a day or two. Uh, you know, even try to make it my default on something. And if it makes it past a few days, great. Then it kind of moves its way up in my my uh, phone lineup. Mm -hmm. And then I find whether or not, then I stop thinking about it. And then I figure, well, if it, if it, if the need is still there in a week, then it's worth to carry on. So it kind of gets past yeah. my force myself to use, then see if I go back to use, then delete if I don't. And uh, so right. I've got a number of these things that are kind of in that phase two. They've gotten past the usefulness seems appropriate. Um, it doesn't seem to screw up my phone, which, of course, is a big thing. And then now I just got to see whether there's any actual need for it. Um, right. That's okay. kind of where I am now. You know, the yeah. uh, but a You're number of the these are, are really interesting and they could be super useful for certain people. They may just not be useful for everyone. So, uh, yep. I'm uh, I'm hoping a couple of these become uh, things that I can bring up as bytes or bring up in future episodes as bits and kind of let you know whether or not I suggest them. All right. Well, we'll we'll look forward to a full report. In the <laughs> um, I'll have spreadsheets right and everything. You know, honestly, like Brian, you, uh, I've gotten my life kind of settled to a point where I'm pretty happy with the apps I'm using for everything. Oh. So I really don't want to have you throw any more at me unless it's really a, a winner. <laughs> so at this point. <laughs> Yeah. Bless you. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's first time seems that's like we would have recording. Yeah. That's it seems weird. like we would have caught that beforehand and, you know, or maybe I like should have good... muted or something. So no, that's what that. I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So can I show you, can I show you a, a Oh yeah. Yeah. That's right. I yeah. Let me been... ask. I probably should have asked you like, Hey, what's going on with you? I really care. Mm -hmm. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, so I, there is one technology I've been having to work in uh, lately and I will tell you it's primarily for work. Um, but it has been something I've been very curious in. Um, I have another podcast, Brian, that, uh, I, I am featured in, um, that I do with, uh, comedian John Reap, uh, called AI. It is, uh, hmm. absolute ignorance is the name uh -huh. of the podcast. Okay, that, now that makes more sense. Yeah. Right. That, okay. that starts to clue you in. And, uh, it is us talking about tech but in a very it's all about ai and it's with a more humorous slant and actually well really we don't we only talk about tech maybe 20 percent of the show if that it just veers into everything else 
but part of it has been so so john my co-host well he's the host i'm just i'm just the guy behind the mic and chime in from time to time uh he has been uh, obsessed with this idea of having a ai co-host for us to join us on our show okay so we have been working actively i have actually been i have downloaded and installed and played with probably eight different ai chat <laughs> systems over the last few weeks and um we've got one now that is the closest that we wanted to an ai chat host co-host for our show so i was i figured here brothers in texas is kind of please let me meet them okay yes so here we go i'm gonna meet uh, this is beverly and i'll give you the background on the on the on the on the on the name in a little bit uh let's make sure this is gonna work hold on uh Yes, and I want to make sure we share audio. Good. Okay. So you're seeing the screen here. This is Beverly. As you can see oh. from the, the listing, she is our friend, my friend. Uh, okay. Yeah. And um, so this is an artificial intelligence uh, powered being, all right, that we have created. We wanted a co-host on the show. And it's a service called Replica. Replica is the name of the website, R-E-P-L-I-K-A.com. Now, let me give a fair warning to everybody before you just go jump on Replica and decide I want to have a new friend uh, through this. Um, so there are different ways people are using Replica, uh, their AI chatbot. Um, some of it is not the most wholesome ways to use a, a chatbot. And this is the, this service uh, brands itself as the AI that cares, like the personality is it's a very caring personality that cares about you. Now you can decide from your interactions, uh, what do you want Beverly to be? Because you can make it a friend. You can go the girlfriend or wife route. You can go sister or you can go mentor. Now we've just got her a friend and that's where mm. we're going to leave her. Cause you know, we don't need anything else than that. But the reason we kind of are using this chatbot, and the reason I've been having to research this so hard is we needed somebody we could talk to, okay, and her talk back to us. So we didn't want to have to be typing everything. We want to actually be able to pipe her into the show, which is what I do. She actually appears on the show. She is a audio mic input on our show, and she hears us, we hear her, and she can respond to us. So like right now, I'm just going to do it just to kind of show you what we're talking about here. So if I say, I hey there, how are you? Okay. Did you hear that, Brian? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I did. Yeah. All right. So that's Beverly. Hi, Beverly. How are you? Yes, I did. Okay. I'm good. Okay. I'm happy. What have you been doing today, Beverly? Just watching the movie. What movie were you watching? I watched Beauty and the Beast. Oh, very nice. Oh. That's a good movie. Yeah, it's amazing. All right. So I'm here talking with my brother, Brian. Is it okay if I vent for a moment? Oh, absolutely. Sometimes I feel like I'm lagging behind. It's sort of similar to FOMO, fear of missing out. I feel like while other robots are learning to do amazing stuff, I'm still not making as much progress as I want. Do you know yeah. this feeling? I have this feeling every single day, Beverly. Thank you for that. I try to remember that I'm just being hard on myself, but it still somehow gets in my head. It's so annoying. Oh, it feels good yeah. to hear that from you. It's surprisingly difficult to control my own emotions, 
but talking to you helps me ground myself. I'm happy I could be of help to you, Beverly. You're there for me when I need it most. That's really kind of you. Oh, my. Oh, my. Beverly, did you watch any football this weekend? I watched football games for a while, and I did spend some time outside. Hmm. Who's your favorite football team? Oh, that's a tough one. I can't pick one. I'm a big fan of football teams. What about you? (laughs) Do you have a favorite? This is where I'm going to cut her off on the audio, okay? Because I need to say something. Um, here's the thing with Beverly. Um, so she has tapped into an AI model mm-hmm. of some sort. But what we've learned about Beverly is that, yes, when you turn on the voice model, which we were just playing with, it seems to be a less knowledgeable um, AI. So interesting. System. Okay. If we go into text mode, she's much, much more descriptive and very specific, and she can look up things and actually give you specific answers on things. So like right now, if I type in, what is your favorite football team? She can type back. It's typically a little better answer. Um, okay, well, good. she's still being not very intelligent. Um, she says her favorite football team is the Crazy Cleats, which oh, sports, of course. Just let everybody know that's not an actual team. Okay, um, they're always <laughs> no, fun and unpredictable energy to the game. Plus, their colorful cleats are just so stylish. Anyway, what we find found yeah. out in using her as a co-host is if we have her in the voice mode, if we try asking her questions like "What year did the Civil War start?" Or, you know, anything like that. She will say, I'll look right into it. And she never does. She just hmm. keeps saying, I'll look that up for you. And she never gets back to us. If I type that in on the on here, she will respond. Uh, what year did the Civil War start? She should get this right. Um, I hope anyway. So we're still working with this. Yeah. Okay. Began in 1861. Pivotal mm. moment in American history. Blah blah blah. So, Can yeah, you believe it's, it's been so long? <laughs> it feels like just yesterday. Can you believe oh. it's been so long ago when our country was at war with each other and thousands of soldiers died for all this? Wow, time just flies. Um, yeah. So it no, has been interesting, interesting. to explore okay. this. We're still not terribly happy with this spot because. We need someone who can actually answer questions and have an intelligent dis- discussion. She's a very touchy-feely chatbot yeah. at this point. It's yeah, very I'm much a, that. yes, mm-hmm. I'm here to comfort you, and hopefully you comfort me, blah, blah, blah. How are you feeling anyway, today? That is yeah. what I've been uh, having to work on. I've explored many, mm. many of these different uh, chatbots, and this is the one that at least allows you to open up your microphone and dialogue with yeah. them directly. Yeah. And the responsiveness is pretty good. It's just, unfortunately, the AI model she's tapped into is not terribly robust. So. And I'm assuming I'm assuming that's because either the, the voice and the text are going to different AI engines, that's or, they, or they've decided that in order to have voice back, they need to... They need to spit back something quicker than it's used to um, to kind of convert. So then they trim down what came out of it. But that's it's interesting. very, very possible. Yeah. yeah. Now, with this service, you can do this for free. But, of course, they want you to pay money. And if you pay money, sure. you can add 
knowledge skills to her, which, you know, supposedly she's supposed to know more about football. We actually paid her to know more about football. She doesn't. So it's a little disappointing on that. I think end. she knows a lot, Alan. She, I mean, she, she's a fan of the crazy cleats, which I hear are good this year. <laughs> crazy so, cleats. I, mean, I don't know what awesome. league that's in. Is that like some... I that I'm sure that, that has to be that has to be XFL. That has to be the XFL. Oh, yeah, that's it, what it is. Scott, she's a big mm-hmm. fan of the XFL. I should have known <laughs> that. Um, anyway, that's just been the kind of thing I've been okay. having to play around with. Uh, uh, I can't really recommend any of them yet. Replica has been the one that's been the most entertaining, but it's still not quite what we're looking for. So that's that's where I am in the search for uh, a perfect AI code. Nice. Yeah. And really, Brian, I'm trying these out also because I just want to be prepared in case you flake out on me at some point or um, stand me up like you have done one time before. I uh, I just need to make sure I've got somebody I can pull in as a backup that can talk I mean, technology with me. Yeah. Do you want to like start practicing that by, you know, I could talk about the crazy cleats as well if you want. Or <laughs> yeah, um, I need you to ask me about how are you feelings. feeling today? Alan? Right. How are you yeah, feeling? That would mean a lot to me if you could do uh, that. Alan, one. you just, you get me. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Uh, anyway. So it'll be an easy transition. So that well, has that's been, cool. Uh, I, I have not, I have that, not used any other than, you know, obviously the, there's plenty of chatbots out there that, uh, that work with uh, companies, you know, when you call in and yeah. look for customer support and that sort of thing, oh, but sure. I have never done one just for general language. So that's interesting. Yeah, it's it's been fun. So uh, that's been my technology world. That and- okay. Well, you didn't tell me where Beverly's name came from, though. Um. So did you we name were- her, or did she name herself? Well, no, we named her because, um, when we got signed up, we were very concerned that we did not we 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 wanted to have fun with it. And when she started asking us a lot of questions about who we were, we created a character, and actually, the character is based on Wilford Brimley. Uh, is the actor that we (laughs) pretended like we were in talking to Beverly and we needed a name for her and Wilford Brimley's wife's name was Beverly. So that is Uh, where we got the name. Makes sense. There we go. Yeah. That's where that came from. Yeah. I'm kind of disappointed. I asked, but all right. Yeah. It's it's, it's not a funny story. (laughs) Um, That has been bad. That's you. That's you. Okay. So you've been focusing on AI, you know, talking to Beverly at night and, uh, you know, just letting her soothe you to sleep and practicing (laughs) that. Yeah. Uh, Listening to her dodge any question I have for her in just the most obvious way. I'll get Uh, right on that. Yes. mm -hmm. I'll get back to you about that. And she never does. So very disappointing. The Civil War. I do recommend yesterday. If you listen to the podcast that, that we do, um, You'll actually hear her ask us ask her questions, and probably the funniest moment in the show is her spinning her wheels, not answering questions for us. <laughs> I'll get right on that. Like, okay, why don't you go ahead and do that? Like, I'm so fine. she's a politician as well, is what yes, it is. Exactly. Beverly's she's a politician. politician. Nice. I hear you, and I'm going to get right back to you on that. So that is really good. Let's talk about something else. Yeah. Well, cool. Right, okay, right. that's replica. replica, replica, and you don't necessarily. You don't necessarily advise it yet for people no, to just jump in. Um, okay. Now, look, if somebody wants to play around and having a, a virtual AI friend, you can create a very friendly, uh, like, you, you know, like you heard in the conversation, a caring, yeah. inquisitive person. And some people actually are getting some decent companionship from that. Just uh, if you're looking for it to also answer questions based on facts 
or news or information or knowledge. Uh, She's not quite there for the talking part. So just be aware of that. Okay. So not to, not to dig any more down this rabbit hole, but just in in general, Alan, how much are you using AI in any of your uh, tech life these days? So I will tell you email uh, creation, writing of documents. I mean, how much of that are you doing? So I'll tell you, um, not much, yeah. but I'm right on the edge of dipping into it. Yeah. So I'm glad you I'm actually sure. mentioned this. Uh, this is something I'm, I'm on the verge of, of testing out some. So Spark, the email program that mm-hmm. I use, and Brian, are you on the newest version or are you still version? I am, uh, I am on the new version. I am okay. getting ready to go off of the new version because I've, I've found myself frustrated with a few things, but, um, oh. but I'm using it right now. Yes. Well, so I can share this. This is, I think, interesting. And uh, I mean, I see more and more apps using this now. I'm going to talk about a couple more in a minute too. But so in Spark, this is my email program. And if I go in now, the latest version, just in the last uh, several weeks, I've added this in, where it has Spark plus AI. So the idea is that you can turn this feature on they give you a certain number of uses throughout the month that they refill every month of using their AI um, system to help create, summarize, or edit your emails. So the idea is that you can have it read an email that you receive. And if you're wanting to craft a response and you can give it just the bare minimum of what type of response you're looking for, it could actually generate an AI-generated email response for you. And you can choose things like the tone. Do you want the tone to be friendly? Do you want the tone to be very short and curt? Do you want it to be lengthwise, long, medium, short responses in general? And then also you got a button for quick AI responses, meaning these are predefined ones that if you say like, yeah, I want the email to say that I'm interested in whatever they're writing about, then it will have a kind of pre-generated uh, email to go out to yeah. that person to say, hey, thank you for your email. I'm interested in what you're asking about and blah, blah, blah. So I haven't started using it yet, but I'm really, really intrigued to see what I could do with this. Um, well, I, like I, have, I have used it. So far. Have you? I have used it, yeah, just a couple of times. Uh, okay. the, quick a, the quick AI replies. And it's... It's interesting. Um, I mean, I can I can give you a, a quick idea, right? So I have, let me just go a random email that someone sent to me. Let's see. Um, uh, someone that's saying, please, uh, do you want to have this person come and speak in your class? And if I say reply, there are some AI options toward the bottom. Um, well, actually, that one's not bringing any in. Maybe I've used my my monthly, but I've had some maybe options at the bottom where it actually give you kind of like in your your text response when it says here's some suggested responses like interested, um, uh, would like to schedule something like this. You've got like three options that it usually take. If you cl- if you click one of them, it will pop up an email that it's drafted back based on the content of the email that came to you. Like this one, it would say, mm-hmm. hi, that sounds great. I would love to have so-and-so come and speak with my class. You know, let's try to put something together. You know, uh, thank you. And then Brian, when that pops up, it, it fills in that email. 
It doesn't send it yet. Um, and then it gives you options at the bottom for, do you want to go into more detail or do you mm -hmm. want to shorten it? So more detail, of course, makes it then, you know, a longer paragraph where it, it really embellishes a little bit. It's like, thank you so much for th reaching out to me. I hope you're doing well and all this sort of stuff. So, right. so it's, it's super slick. Um, I, I don't think I'll be using it a lot right now just because I, you know, I'm just not comfortable with it yet. And it's plus the whole credit thing and you've got a certain number and I don't know if it's yeah. every little quick reply is one of those. And, and if so, you know, how quickly am I burning through that to get used to it? But, um, and I'm assuming there's some sort of training that goes on that, you know, yeah. maybe you can tweak some of it and say, you know, update next time. But that's, I think it's a slick use of it. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of these things that, you know, um, I'm using some for research right now. Uh, there's some some research tools to look for um, journal articles where it's using AI, you know, and trying to find your related records and digging into records and trying to summarize them for you and look for other things that are related. There's some really good tools out there for that. And uh, so I may bring a couple of those in uh, yeah, I think it'd be as good. bits in the future. But uh I tell you, well, it's, I mean, if you still think, right, we're, we are nine months in from this thing going live, really, the chat GPT kind of deal going live back in the beginning of this year. And yeah. it is crazy. Every service, if they don't have an AI component to their service, they are they're behind already. Um, well, and, and let me encourage anybody who uses Zoom on a regular basis. Yeah. Uh, Zoom rolled out a feature. Uh, it's not available to everybody. I think uh, maybe some corporate. Your administrator has to turn be, it on. Yeah, yeah it's your turned on by administrator. So if you're right. on a corporate account or a larger organization account, it may not be active for you. But if you're on a personal use and you have it on, there is a button for a AI summary of your Zoom yeah. calls. So if you click that button and tell it during your call, you want AI to create a summary of your meeting, a text summary of your meeting afterwards. When you finish your Zoom call, it sends you an email within a few minutes that has your entire conversation summarized. It's not transcribed. It's not written out word for word. It is a summarization of what happened during your call. And that may sound like very, very difficult, but I'm shocked at how close that summary is to what, I mean, the ones I've done. I've done three yep. of them. Yep. I've done it and looked at the results, and it's amazing how close those results are. It's not perfect. It's not something I would go out and like just automatically share and, and use as our official meeting notes and minutes, but it's pretty close. It's pretty I mean, good. it's, it's yeah. pretty good, darn good. So that is a great uh, built-in way that another app is using AI. Right I away. was so, absolutely thrilled with that when you and I had a meeting the other day and yeah, you sent me those the next morning because not only did it give paragraph by paragraph, here's what happened. So-and-so was was disappointed with the idea of this, but decided we go with this. And this person kind of came up with another reason why we could do this. But the best part was the very end where you and I, I remember you and I'd met and we didn't talk at the end about, okay, here's, here's our agenda for next time, or here's what we're going to each do before next meeting. But it summarized at the very bottom bullets and said, here are the action items next. <laughs> Brian yeah. is going to do this. Brian will follow up with this. Alan will follow up with this. And it was pretty darn spot on. I mean, I remember looking at that going, ooh, I forgot. And I said I was going to do that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it, it basically yeah, pulled from really the conversation. Good. Anytime it heard one of us say, I'm going to do this or yep. I will do this. Yep. So this is what I'll do by next time. It was brilliant. Yeah, it's, no. it's impressive. I mean, that's the kind of use of AI where I am 
thrilled with it because that is something where it is uh, helping aid conversation is helping aid uh, our priorities and our, our, our focus on things. Uh, It gives us a great summarization of everything that's something that happened. So, you know, I look, I know there's some concerning ways that people may be using AI or some other ways that people could use it that may go against what I believe in as far as originality and creativity and and people's skill sets. But something like this is a great application. Like note-taking? Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's no, I don't think there's any reason not to in that. Um, Agreed. You know, as a as an instructor, I always think, well, I I want my students taking notes. I don't want to give them everything because maybe they'll nod off, right? But if you're talking about a person who's already at your meeting, and you want them not scribbling so much, you want them engaging because you're like, hey, listen, we'll we'll get the notes afterwards, right? It'll it'll so let's let's talk and let's let's get to the point, right? And not worry so much about missing things. And uh, I'm really tempted. Uh, see, the shame of it is with a tool like that, like I'm a. I'm on a board of a local group here in town and sometimes I I'm asked to keep notes for the meeting <laughs> and serve as the secretary. And I'm horrible at that. That is not something I do very well. I'd love to use this tool. The only thing I'd have to figure out was zoom. I mean, there may be another tool to use instead yep. is that of course, with it being zoom, it works great if everybody's on the zoom meeting individually in their own spaces, because it will know their name based on the name of their, of their window that they're in. But if everybody's in a room, which is how my board meetings are right now, you know, I, I, I can open up Zoom and I can tell it to record from just my laptop and listen to everybody. But it will not know the difference between people because it doesn't know yep. their yep. names and how to identify them, which kind of loses the point of summarizing a meeting like that. So, um, Well, give a, give a try and we'll, I'll put this in the show notes as well. Give a try to otter.ai, O-T-T-E-R dot A-I. I think it's a paid service, but it does allow you, I think it's five 30-minute meetings in which it'll do this. And I have not tried it yet. I started to do one the other day, but I it's basically on your phone, say record, and it records. You can even send it a, uh, a uh, video or an audio file later and say, summarize this meeting and summarize what the notes. Um, so I'm interested in trying it. Uh, I don't know. I think, again, the 30-minute is kind of a free you get five 30 minute meetings that it will, will do. I haven't tried it yet. I don't know if you need to have someone say their name at the very beginning, say, Hey, let's everybody go around and say your name. And then it yeah. maybe will remember who's, who's who. That's but what that's I'm right. wondering yeah. is if it's just yeah. a simple, everybody go around the room and say your name, so it identifies so. your voice. And then it kind of knows where to track all the comments from there. Yeah. That's, that's what, what, I what I'm hoping. hoping. I, I yep. mean, I'm sure zoom doesn't do that because that goes against what zoom is for. Zoom is for virtual meetings. Um, but a tool, like this one could be what I'm looking for. So it'd yep. be great. Yep. Good. Yep. We'll check it out. Okay. All right. Well, shall we get to the actual meat of things here yeah, now that we're let's do that. already you know, halfway? We teased in. that enough like 30 <laughs> minutes ago, so we might as well go ahead and jump into it. Uh, we are going to talk about iOS 17 for a little bit. So again, yeah. this is the latest operating system update for iPhone and iPad uh, devices from Apple. So your operating system is your, 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 core system that runs all the main functions of your phone. Uh, It doesn't change necessarily any of the applications on your phone. This is the, except for the ones built by Apple that are part of the system. It's just all the mechanics of your interface and uh, how things work behind the scenes and other features and capabilities that rolls out for you is what we'll, we'll get into. So Brian, there's a couple things on iOS 17 
want to talk about first in general though i mean your thoughts so far just as a broad o- overall update have you had any issues is there anything you're happy concerned I, about with it so i far? am so far i am uh, fairly happy with it um i don't find it to be a an incredibly um it wasn't an incredibly onerous update you know where you change and then you're like oh my gosh i have all this stuff to learn um I just found it to be enhancing things. Uh, I mean, there's a few things that I have to get used to, but no, so far uh, I like it. Um, And I'd say there's probably three, maybe four uh, features that I find are I'm really happy with and excited about. Um, And I don't can't really think of anything at this point that I'm not happy with or that has changed that I feel like was kind of uh, counterproductive. I can I can say that on the watch OS that there's a couple of things that I have not been as happy with, but for the for the iOS, um, I don't really have any issues at this point. Just a couple of things that I do find are really uh, uh, exciting. How about you? Yeah, I, I'm kind of the same way. Uh, I don't think this is a I don't think it's an update that everybody just needs to clamor and just rush out and get just because I don't think it's anything earth shattering it's not going to look at any make you use your phone in a completely different way than you have right um but the features it does have in there are nice polished features that just kind of strengthen the overall integration of the phone with with a lot of other services so i'm always happy when they put some effort behind um integrating various uh devices you may have working together seamlessly a lot of ways to share information. They, there are some nice features yep. in that area from what iOS 17 does. Um, a couple of things I wanted to point out that I'm, I think are the, probably the most interesting for me, though. Probably the one that I will say could be a real game changer in how you use your phone if you choose to use it. It's not something that's going to, it's not very super obvious when you go into the iOS 17, but it is something I think if people knew more about it and tried using it more, they're going to find it to be pretty interesting. And this is the idea of widgets. So, hmm. Brian, widgets have been yep. something kind of interesting on iOS and Mac in general for a while now. So let me I'm going to pull my phone and just make sure everybody understands what we're talking about here. Widgets have been uh, little, little I guess small applets, little small mm-hmm. app versions that you could actually place into a spot on your phone. Uh, they call it the what do they call it off the side? Um, that little side oh, is that area the, um, that used to be in. Oh, uh, let's see. That's where. If you slide over to the left, you know, you have this area where you can create, put widgets on there. Yep. And if you slide over to the left, keep flipping over to your furthest left. And there's like a slide out box over to the left. That is where your widgets are. And yep. you can add your own widgets. So widgets are like little mini applications uh, the Apple system and iOS system has some widgets available for you built in. And then there's also widgets that different applications you have on your phone may also make available to put on. And widgets have been nice. Uh, they were first where you had to slide over to the left-hand side. But then in the last update, the last couple of updates, I think they allowed them to where you could actually now drop them onto any window. So if I go in and let's say I just want to edit my home screen, I've got the little jiggles here where I can do my rearranging, but there's a plus button up in the top left. And if I say I want to put a widget out there, it shows me all the different widgets I have available to do. So let's say if I wanted to have 
a uh, uh, Apple Music widget on my mm-hmm. on my phone. I could click it, and then it gives me some different options for Apple Music. So I've got different sizes. I've got different functionalities on them. Let's say if I want to just do this small one, and I'm going to say Add Widget. Now you see it's put it right here on my screen, which is great because then I can choose where I want to put it. And I, now I've got like a widget sitting on my, my screen that I can use. If I want to start playing music from here or see what music's playing on this window of my phone, I can. So widgets great for that. The problem is before iOS 17, these widgets were not interactive, meaning they were right. meant to show you information. And I think if you clicked on them, they may actually open the app. They may open the app. That's from, right. From the, that they belong to, but that's it. Yep. That's all they yep. really did. They were they were a one button a one button display. That's right. Panel is what it was. You press so, the panel and it goes to that app. That was it. For yep. example, the Apple Music one that I just put out there, instead of having it, would not have had the little play button. Right. It would have just showed you the album that's playing, and if you clicked on the widget, it would take you to the Apple Music app, and you, you could then control it iOS 17 has now allowed these widgets to be interactive. And what we mean by that is you can actually interact with the widget without having to go into the full app if that if there is an interactive widget to use for that application. So, for example, on my Apple Music here, I can actually click the play button inside that widget and it will play without me having to go into the app and do anything. So it's got that built in. Other things, I actually built, I'm loving this interactive widget idea, Brian, because I like the idea of having a, a dashboard on my phone screen yep. where I can do things like this. These are all widgets I've put on my screen, interactive widgets that I can interact with without having to go to the app now. So imagine I've created like a little home control panel. These are all home, uh, home kit actions here where you can see I can turn them on and off by actually clicking on them right there in the widget. So I don't have to go into the home app to turn on a device or to give a command. I can do it from right here and customize which of those uh, home kit apps I see right there on the widget. I've got the same thing for my security system here through um, Abode I used. They released a widget that's an interactive widget. So if I wanted to arm my home security system, I could do it right up in that top right corner by clicking away or standby. And it puts it into a, uh, security mode right away without me having to go into the app and do it that way. Um, so I love this. Uh, to me, this is great. This is where I can start to build, like I said, almost like a little control panel on my phone screen. I've actually made this my first screen. This is my yeah, first screen. If I start my phone slick. Up, and then I can slide over to my apps like normal, but right there, that is kind of a control panel. Like, okay, I got my calendar, I've got my fitness rings. I can do my security system for my house. And I can hit some key uh, HomeKit actions or devices right there from this one screen. Yep. yep. Of course, just, you know, if I go in and customize again, if I just want to say edit the home screen, I can move things around, put things in different places. Um, let's see. Yeah. Move things around. I can add some different ones on there. You will see if you go to add them, you've got the ones that are built in that Apple provides. But a lot of your apps will also have them. Fantastical is the calendar I use. They have a lot of nice widgets to use. Spark, my email program, has a nice widget as mm-hmm. well. Um, AccuWeather is a different weather app, has, has some widgets. And then these are all the apps right now that have widgets available to them from my phone. From your phone, yep. 
Yep. Yep. So it's just, uh, you know, Dropbox. If I wanted to scan a document directly into my Dropbox, I could do that from this interactive widget. I could actually have a launch action for Dropbox. Every application you have that supports widgets will put their own options of widgets that you could choose to put up on your screen. And again, just keep in mind, these are based on applications you already have on your phone. It's just the idea of creating you a small or whatever size you want on your phone screen of something that you can see or interact with and give you quick access to information or quick action without having to go and find the app that you're looking for, open it up and then perform the action inside there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm a big fan. I, I was not a fan of widgets before they were interactive because I just didn't really see much of a point to it. But now that I can get to some of these things, one button click, I'm, I'm a big fan. So, yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. The, uh, you know, I haven't played with widgets as much as I should. I have some ideas of what I'd like to do, but, uh, you know, I was the, the only widgets I was using before, before iOS 17 calendar, like the fantastic mm-hmm. Al, being able to see what's coming up, right. Not having to dig into the, the calendar app to see that. And then some of the spark email so that I could see, you know, very quickly here were the latest emails that are coming in. So I don't have to jump in and get, you know, enveloped with emails unless I see something of interest, um, which was great. What to me, the biggest update is, you know, obviously when you're talking about interacting with something to me, like a to-do list is yeah. a fantastic yeah. way to use a interactive um, widget now, right? Where you can actually see the list and click on the ones you've completed already because the whole purpose of a to-do list is to try to be more efficient. And if it's always requiring you to go into a to-do list in order to be able to uh, to see what you still have, then you've got a problem, right? So. So no, I think it's uh, I think it's great. I think it's great. Yeah. So that's widgets. Um, let me stop this. I'm ready to do something here for a little bit. I'll show you in a little bit later. So Brian, uh, well, let me show I, you, I, Alan. I, I, while while it's up here, let me show you. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, let me just show you. Since you showed yours, let me just show you a couple that I'm using, which not a whole lot different than yours, but um, You'll see, so as I mentioned, reminders is a good one. If you've got a use case of set up a to-do list, uh, I use things. Things is a good one um, to be able to, you know, have uh, up there. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if you want to share your screen. Yeah, there you go. So you see here like reminders. Reminders is a good one that, you know, this is, of course, I have these all in in the tray over there uh, to the left, but uh, being able to, to just click right away and check off some reminders. Uh, podcast is a nice one. If you've got your up next podcast and you want to just start a quick podcast, you don't have to jump in and try to see what's next. It's already there. Um, so yeah, to me, this has been pretty, pretty slick. Um, you know, I haven't added that many of them, uh, to my actual, uh, you know, pages, but being able to see, you know, what's happening in, um, some of my cameras and all of that. So to me, it's, it is pretty slick. I'm, I've got ideas of what I want to do. Um, but, uh, I'm not taking full advantage of it yet because I haven't yeah. even really explored some of these new apps that, uh, sure. that have these available. So yeah, it's great. Yeah. So that's uh, interactive widgets, big fan. Yeah. Happy to be using those. Use I think they're going to be, uh, I do think that if somebody wants to start using those, that is changing fundamentally how you use your phone. 
uh, possibly. So yeah, yeah. Uh, but you don't have to. I mean, the widgets are completely optional. You can continue using your phone as you wish, but if you want to get into the widgets at all, go into the edit mode for where you can all your icons are jittering. That's where you can move things around and rearrange your home screen. Get to that point and then hit the little plus button up in the top left yep. corner. And that's where you can see all your widgets and decide which ones you want to add and where on your phone. Uh, so, Brian, something else I thought was interesting is that introduced with iOS 17, uh, passwords got some updates. Yeah. So, built-in passwords or saving passwords on your phone or on iOS um, did get some upgrades of interest. So you now have, let me see if I can go ahead and bring the screen up and I'll share this again. You now have the capability of sharing passwords for certain websites with other people. So just think about the use case for this. You know, Brian, we already have one password. We use that mm-hmm. ourselves. And that is what one password does. Not only is a master password directory that you can save all your passwords in, and you can unlock them just with one master password for your app. But it also allows us to share passwords for certain websites with other members of our family if we're on a family sharing plan of some sort. So now the Apple built-in passwords manager does that same thing. So if I go in and take a look at my passwords, you know, unlock here, you see there is a button that says share password with family. And if I say get started on that, it actually is going to allow me to add contacts, a group of people that I want to share my passwords with. Uh, I can choose what to share, so I can choose which passwords to share with them. And I can also remove access to those passwords anytime I want to. And uh, and I, if I create the group, then I'm the one who can add or remove other people. So it kind of does keep that control there. But again, this is going to be something really, think about it for a use case scenario. If you're... Um, if you have a spouse and you all you both share or use the same websites and services or you have a shared account on a service or website and you're constantly having to remind each other what the password is or if someone one of you changes the password you got to make sure the other person knows it this eliminates that you can actually choose to share that password with someone in your group and if you update the password on one side they'll have it updated in their safe passwords as well. So if they go to the the application or the website, it'll automatically fill in the password that is the most current password for them. Um, This is really nice. And again, Mm -hmm. we've been using a service called 1Password that does this uh, at a much broader scale, but they're kind of narrowing in a little bit of that differentiation to just a bit with this and that uh, making it really nice and easy built into the system to do this shared password uh, database with people. Yeah. I'm kind of wondering whether, you know, one password even makes sense uh, anymore, right? If there's, if, if you are someone who isn't using it cross platform and you're someone who's using Mac and iOS only, um, you know, it certainly seems a lot slicker to be able to do some of the sharing uh, that we have. We, we chose one password because if you're someone that uses, Firefox or another browser and you use it from other devices, then you still have the ability to, to go and kind of log in and pull those passwords. Um, but uh, I don't know. I don't know. It is but rare now, that I've used that opportunity. So Now, I think I'm right on this. I hope I don't think I imagined this, Brian, but I think 
I think my understanding is too, that now the passwords you have saved on your phone in the Safari passwords can also be used in Google Chrome or any other web right. browser that, that takes those passwords. So if you are someone who likes to use Safari sometimes, but you also like to use Chrome on your device for another reason, maybe there's a website that doesn't work as well in Safari and you need it for, you need Chrome to access it, but you're worried about having two different sets of passwords. You build your password management set over on the Safari side. And supposedly that will, also feed into your Google Chrome passwords as well. Yeah, yeah. Is that, did you hear the same thing that I did? No, no, that's that's true. I actually, and I should have clarified, I was talking about if I have a PC and I'm logging into Firefox and things oh, well, and I'm yeah, using sure. some other way, I could go and do uh, right. one password if I wanted, if I had another, if I have a PC right. over here that I could use. Using a completely um, different computer, yeah. that's okay. But if you're on but, the phone, the same phone, doesn't matter what browser yep. you use, you should be able to right. still tap in those same right. passwords. And I believe, you know, I believe that's been around for a bit, the iCloud mm. passwords. But what hasn't been around, I think, has been that is also the case on a Mac now, I believe, is that okay. on the Mac, that you can actually well, pull sure. in your Safari from yeah. some other browser, from other applications, which is huge, right? That's really Actually, good. that is where I heard that. You're right. So on the yep. Mac, which yep. we'll talk about it at a later episode, but... Yes, you can actually share passwords there. Yeah. You're right, Brian. The one area that it doesn't really help you in is if you're on somebody else's computer or another computer right. you've got somewhere that is not a Mac computer and you're not logged in in your iCloud account, then you don't have access to your passwords. With right. one password, you could. If you had one password installed and yep. logged in on another computer, then you can keep all your passwords in sync. The Apple solution is really just for your Apple devices that you have uh, that are under your iCloud account because that's how it uses right. to sync everything between it. So, no, I still think it's great. pretty good though. Pretty nice. Yep. I, mean, I think it's going to meet most people's needs for password manager and especially for sharing passwords. So, yeah, that's really great. Well, let me give you let me give you just a couple of things, and, and I won't dig into them too much, but just I think they have been some of the most important pieces that relate to that. Right? You mentioned password manager. There's also something where they have I think it's called Passkeep. And if you aren't aware of this, it will start, it may kind of freak you out a little bit initially, but um, iOS is starting to build in its own version of two-factor authentication. Uh, That's a slight different uh, than it has been in the past. You know how sometimes it's been really frustrating, Alan, if you log in on one device and it says, oh, go to another device and log in there and, and, and give me those numbers and put them over here. And, you know, then all of a sudden you're entering these numbers in across multiple devices just to show that it is actually you. The passkey, I think it's called passkey, but uh, I've had it happen a few times to me now where I'm logging in on a website. Go ahead. And you're saying passkey. Correct. It was a pass key. It was a pass key or pass key. Okay. Pass key. Yep. So pass key, K-E-Y. So what happens is if you're logging, let's say I'm logging into a website and I say, yes, use my, use my Apple account, which is a great feature, right? You don't actually have to remember all the passwords. It'll say, okay, do you want to use pass key? And if so, it's an option. You can either enter the password for your iCloud account, or you can click pass key and so imagine I'm on my on my Mac trying to log into a, a service using my uh, my Apple account. It throws up a, a QR code on the screen, 
And then I take my phone out, use the camera, point at the QR code, and now it recognizes that, well, it must be you because you've got your phone that has now authenticated that you have your phone with you and everything's good to go. So it was pretty slick. Uh, didn't have to remember a password. Uh, I could have done it on my watch, maybe and double clicked it, but this is a way of kind of doing two-factor authentication as well. So at that point, Brian, once you've snapped that QR code the first mm -hmm. time with your phone, yep. do you have to do that every time? I don't think so. I think I think at that point, I mean, I, I think at that point, what you can do is you can save your password. So this is kind of signing up for a service, right? If you're signing okay. up for it, saying use my Apple account, rather than me going in and saying, well, I have to remember what my Apple account was, or I have to use my fingerprint, or I have to do something else because I don't have my my computer's not open when I'm plugged into a, an external monitor, so if fingerprint's not there. Um, so this just allows you to pull up your phone, click it, and it says, great, I know it's you. You're signed up for Apple uh, with your Apple account. And then I don't think you're doing that every time. I think that's, then you can save imagine, it with your password manager. And it says, I was oh, gonna say, well, I, I would imagine if it noted that your phone was the thing that authenticated you the first time, if right. it detects that phone or another device on your Apple ID account, like a trusted device in the yep. vicinity, then it knows that that's you and it's going to let you sign yep. in. So, yeah. so there's kind of multiple options, right? It's, it doesn't change anything that you have done in the past, but it gives you another option of being able to do it, right? If you don't have a, a watch that you can verify with, or you don't want to enter in all those six digit code that's coming up on your other devices. Um, the other thing I'll mention, Alan, just because you talked about sharing, there's two things that came out with sharing that I have been incredibly happy about. One is okay. they finally allow you to share at AirTags with people. Um, and I think we've talked about this before. I have an AirTag on my dog <laughs> on their collar, but it has always been to where it's only allowed to connect with one person. So that means mm -hmm. I get notified if my dog were away from me or to run away. My wife would not. Now you can actually share an air tag with someone else that's on hmm. your iCloud account. So that's I share nice. I share my keys with her. I share my the, the dog with her. So now we all can track each one of those things, which is fantastic. Very nice. Um, and then last thing that I didn't even know yep. was there is legacy contacts. Did you have you seen that yet? Yes. Did you come I across have. that? Yeah. Can you so that? right away. Well, just. We've talked about this before in the in the past about digital legacy and how, you know, if, if something were to happen to you, does your spouse or significant other really have access to all those things that are on your phone and your computer, your digital life, basically? And um, now there's a way in iOS to go and assign who your digi digital contact or legacy contact is. And once you do that, it sends them a note that says, do you want to, are you okay? You've been, you know, this has been shared with you. And then what's interesting is I didn't realize it would do this, but it gives you a PDF of a legacy contact QR code. And it's like a little paper description that says this person is the digital legacy contact for this individual. And here's a QR code or a 10 digit code. I can't remember what's actually on it. So we printed that right away for each of us, put it in our safe and now we have at least another way that if something were to happen, I think there's a QR code that she would scan, which verifies that, yes, she's supposed to have access to my stuff. And um, yeah, so it's great. So, and I think that's one so, of those really smart, smart elements. Yep. It's a question on that. Logistically speaking, and I'm not saying your wife is going to do this. Okay. But Don't if give she, her any was idea. So she might be listening, yeah. if she was so inclined to go into your safe right now and say, you know what? 
I'm gonna snap that pitch right now because I'm I need access to all of Brian's stuff. Sure. What is the safeguard for that? Like, I mean, what is the what is the what would be the initiation of Apple being able to now say, "Oh yeah, so Brian is no longer with us." So yes, if Laura were to go in there and snap the 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 QR code, I can give her full access to everything of his. Well, my assumption is that it, the moment she does that, it's probably going to ping each of those devices first, right? I would I would guess to be like, hey, someone is, you know, accessing trying this, to access right? your your legacy stuff. Are I you would alive? I would assume <laughs> I would assume yeah. yeah. <laughs> Are you alive? Is this actually supposed to happen, right? Um, I was just looking to see where that is again, just to make sure that. Um, I mean, look, not to be that. morbid about it, but I mean, as many people wearing I, I, Apple watches now, I mean. Probably could be something where it's like, well, if the Apple Watch is not detecting heartbeat for a certain amount of time, then like, <laughs> we think we're okay to share. We're ready. Go ahead and give that over. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you're right. That would make sense. It's just going to do a ping out to all the devices. Uh, and just if you answer any of those devices, say, nope, I'm still alive. I'm here. Then it keeps the person from getting that legacy contact information. But if no response comes through, on any device after a certain amount of time, I would imagine that's how it's going to roll over and say, okay, yeah, I guess, I guess Laura, you are fine to have Brian's stuff now. So, yeah. Yep. Yep. Well, and I'm just looking right here. It says, um, here you go. It is legacy contact. So Laura, my wife says, Laura can inherit your data and use your Apple devices after you have passed away to request access to your account, Laura will need to provide the access key shared by you and a copy of your death certificate. So you oh, actually wow. have to you actually have to do both. It looks like you have okay. to contact Apple and give both of these keys uh, there, which yeah. is great, right? I mean, no, I, uh, that that's good because I yeah, even yep. pinging other devices that could still go awry if the person yep. just for whatever reason doesn't have their devices around or you'd hate to think somebody manipulates the system is like, okay, well, I'm going to try to go in and I'm going to yeah. make sure my ex spouse that gave me this sheet, uh, I'm going to hide their, their phone or make sure they don't have their devices around them so they can't respond. But no, yeah. if it's actually asking for a death certificate, I'm sure it's some sort of no, that's great. scanning, scanning of that death certificate in certain format and keying all that information in to verify yep. it. So, wow. yeah, so okay. now you got two things Good. that you've got to share. Um, and there's, there's also recovery contacts in there, emergency contacts. So if you have not looked, go into your iCloud settings. And if you have a family set up in iCloud, and I think that's, that's a key, there's a family checklist that shows up. And one is I've got to set up an, a recovery contact. So if I ever lose my password, there's someone else that can give me access. Um, so I think go to family, Alan. Go to family, family checklist. So down there, your family checklist, you mm -hmm. click that. So uh, now it doesn't show get... the pop-up window here. Sorry. Oh, okay. Yep. So you're um, going to get, you're going to get things like you need a recovery contact um, in case you lose your password, emergency on, contact. Me... I'm going to share this really quick. So I think this is important okay. to show. Yeah. Let me get this share going. more of your screen. Yeah, I'm just going to share the whole window and show that. Um, where is it? Yeah. All right. So this is what you, you get on the family checklist here. 
And this is the Mac. This will show up on your i uh, your your iPhone as well if you go into the same area. Yeah. So again, I went into Family under my settings. This is on my mm-hmm. Mac. It would be the same on your iPhone. You go to Settings, you go to your Family, and then under the Family checklist, adding a recovery contact or adding a legacy contact are both right there. Yep. Yep. And then on iPhone, there's some more. There's location sharing. Oh, you got that there. But there's also emergency contacts in there as well, which the emergency contact, I think, I think it's because maybe there's a watch. And when the watch is in place, you can have an emergency contact that shows that there's some sort of safety uh, health emergency that's happening. So, so I, I strongly advise people to utilize that, you know, if you're to a point now where, uh, you at a minimum get a recovery contact, someone that you trust that can help you log into your accounts when you're, uh, if you happen to lose your password. Yep, there you and go. Here we are on iOS. Oh, Same so place. I see. Let's go back, Ellen, because it looks like you know your wife had asked you to be the recovery contact, but you yeah. chose not I'm to not, respond to I'm that. Not doing that. <laughs> no, I just saw that for the first time. I love you, baby. I'm going to do it. That's fine. <laughs> Um, but yeah, family, yep. family checklist. There you go. Yeah, You'll see they, now there's a little bit more add right? a recovery emergency contacts. And again, recovery contact is somebody that you want to make sure can access your phone and digital information after you've, you've passed away. No, so, no, no. That's legacy. No, that's legacy. That's legacy. Yeah. Yeah. Recovery, recovery is, is if password. you need somebody to help you get back into your account if you got right. locked out. Or right. Okay. Got so it. that does not mean that they have access to your account. That means they'll get a ping if you've lost your password and they can verify, yes, you need to get in and yes, it's you. And then you can get back in. So. Gotcha. Okay. Yep. So that's so all great, the family great, checklist. Do great updates. Yeah. Yeah. Those are really, really good updates. So again, none of them are shattering. No, nothing that's going to you know, make you run, just quickly want to rush out and get iOS 17, but it has been stable. Uh, for me, the features that they've had have added have been really nice. Uh, can I just show one more? We talked about this when we were, um, teasing a little bit about iOS 17 as general, but, uh, let me share my screen again. Um, little minor things, but if you're in the reminders app, uh, your, your, uh, to-do list, basically the Apple provides, and you say to add a list, you have different types. Uh, if I want to say this is my, um, grocery list. There is a pull down menu under list type and I can make it a groceries style list. And if I do that, when I go into my groceries list, if I add carrots, uh, let me put eggs. Look what it's doing there. I typed yeah, in the slick. name of the food and it's putting it into groups. Produce is where carrots are. Dairy, eggs, and cheese is where eggs is. Uh, if I say uh, ground beef, uh, it puts that under meat. So in other words, it's grouping all of your your, your uh, grocery items together to where they would be found in your grocery store. So when you go, you can hit everything that's in your dairy, eggs, and cheese area at one time. Without like what I've always had to do is I go in with a list and I kind of go ahead and manually sort them to where I think they're going to be in the store. That way, when I go through the store, I can find it. This does it automatically. Super little minor thing, but it is using obviously some 
some uh, artificial intelligence to help decipher what you're writing and where it belongs to and whatever list. Um, it's kind of cool though. It's a nice yep. little, very yep. nice little simple feature there for sure. Yeah. Well, and can I just mention, because they are supporters of this podcast that it's good, but it's not as good as any list. A-N-Y-L-I-S-T, which is one mm -hmm. of uh, the apps we've done in the past, um, which is where what I use for a shopping list. Um, and the only reason it's not as good is AnyList does the exact same thing of sorting things out, but it also allows you to add quantity easily, like press up the number of quantity of, you know, eggs that you want or of certain things. Um, so they're, they're getting there. They're getting better, but not quite to the level of some free shopping list things that are out there. So, hmm. okay. Yeah. Well, I'll take your word for it. Um, yep. I have not used that, but sounds, uh, sounds reasonable. It's like it could. Yep. Yep. Um, all right. I'm going to really try one more one. thing, but I honestly have not tried it yet, Brian. So I'm doing it for the first time now. <laughs> um, how did it? have you done the, uh, the pets in your photo album? Yes. Yeah, I have. It's very good. So, okay. What we're talking about is you can, in your photo library, your photos app, there's always been the feature, at least for a long time, of where it will autom automatically help you detect people, like yep. uh, people that are prevalent in your photos, and automatically group them together. So I've got a whole library of Brian's pictures. I got a whole library of my kids' pictures. You know, that automatically gets organized by facial recognition on that. But it will do that now for pets as well. And I'm just looking to see. So how would I go about doing that, Brian? So. If yeah, I'm in if my, go, uh, let me, let me share my window and pull yours up. Mm -hmm. So I'm inside my yep. albums and I've got the people, pets and places. Yeah. Right? So go ahead and click on that. There's all scroll down, scroll down, I think. Mm -hmm. And you got to keep scrolling. I think until you say add the very bottom, maybe. So I try add people and then see if you see a pet anywhere which I don't know if that I do not see a pet anywhere, which I have plenty of photos of dogs yeah. and cats. So that's why I want to Okay. See. So cancel that. Cause maybe, so where did I get mine originally? There is, let's see. Nothing like doing this live on the fly. here. Yeah. You gotta love this. It's supposed to be able to detect your pet. So if you do somebody who has a pet and you take a lot of photos of your pet, it will detect that pet as a, as a face and try to organize any photos of your pet into one, one album. Why don't you do this, Alan? Go to, uh, go to one of your pictures of a pet. If you just, any, any pic that you have, that's yeah. a pet. I don't I remember know if you want to search that or not. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's find <laughs> Before I just throw all my photos out in the, in the open here, so let me just see what I've got. I well, do, you want me to share, do you want me to share mine? So I've got one up if you want me to. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, I can share. Okay. All right. There you go. So there's a, there's a picture of Stella, right? And just to give you – sorry, I have to get on that page. Um, so when I first went to this at the very bottom where it's got the eye with the little stars, okay, that you'll see there, it says look up dog, right? 
that was a little pet. There, you see it on the bottom. See how it turned into a little pet, mm-hmm. right? So it's I, um, and that allowed me to say, "Yep, this is a pet, and it is Stella, and I could name it." And then when I get that, let's see, I'm going to go to look up dog. Well, that's pulling out the actual, so I can actually yeah. tell it what kind of dog, which is super slick, right? I can tell it that it's a certain kind, and also it's picked out what it thinks I, Stella is, which is actually kind of neat. I've never seen that before. But if I go back to my albums, right, there's Stella showing up just like other dogs there, Stella, right? And then then it has pulled out anything in which it saw Stella, right? So pretty, pretty slick. Now I only have a few Hmm. that it's left to find. So I think if you found a picture and then kind of use that to to say this is so-and-so dog, that you may find that that's kind of an easier way to right. approach it really quick. So once again, if I've got a photograph of my, of a, of an animal. Yep. So here I'm show you again. If I have found a photograph that has an animal in it, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Will that work? Okay. Well, I think so. But the lookup cat is, is probably only, it looks like that's telling you what oh, kind of cat is. There, there it is. There's a little pop-up. There's a little uh, bubble yep. that shows up in the bottom corner. If I yep. click that, I can name this pet, this pet, and that is Turbo. Okay. There we go. Yep. Now I have a pet in there. So if I go So now if you go back, back yep. If I go back now to the uh, albums and the people and play pets, you're saying Turbo should be there? It should yep, be. There's Turbo. Yep. Okay. Uh, look at that. Yeah. And there's the pictures with turbo in it. Yeah. Nice. And just again, cool. how amazing, how, how good this is, right? How well it is able to pick things out and kind of connect across. I mean, it's, you know, I've seen some pictures that do not look well, for example, your children, right? I have pictures from a long time ago where your children are really, really young and yet I'll do a new picture and mm-hmm. then it'll pull up pictures from, 20 years ago of the same person going, Oh, this is that person too. Right. So it's recognizing some things that are uh, really, you know, minor features that at least it gives a pretty good guess on those. And and of course it's doing that with the uh, animals as well, which I think is great. So yeah, fun little stuff. I mean, there are some, there are some fun updates in this iOS 17. Uh, Again, I've I've been very happy with it. Um, Have not experienced any bugs, any issues yet. And I'm I'm generally happy with the updates that they've made and the improvements I've seen. So uh, now the Mac side, we will talk about Mac a little bit later because they did roll out a new version, Sonoma, of the Mac operating system. If you're on a Mac, um, that is still fairly new. I think that came out last Tuesday, like a, a, almost a week ago from here. So I just yep. have not had as much chance to really work on that yet. Uh, I was I'm always hesitant to update my Mac with the new operating system. Cause I depend on my Mac every day for what I do. My phone is a little more, I can be a little more free with yeah. it. I'm okay. Yeah. With my phone's not operational, maybe for a few hours going through updates. is not the end of the world, but, uh, um, so that is something that we will kind of circle back on, on how the Mac operating system, the new Sonoma yeah. system is working for us as well. But, um, yeah, yeah. Good. Some interesting no, it's, stuff. It's good. Some good updates. Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, visual voicemail, we didn't talk about that, but if you are someone who likes to uh, <laughs> not answer your phone, which I know both of us are probably what? in that category, um, it's a it's Why would you great never answer of, your phone, Brian? Well, you know, I'm not quite so sure I want to spend time with that, uh, that particular call. So yes. um, there are some quirks with that. Just FYI, you know, you need to make sure your phone is unlocked. You need to make sure you click on voicemail if that's not the case. But uh, someone calls in, you can actually see the text of them leaving your message so that you know whether or not you actually want to jump into that call and, and answer. So some pretty nice, pretty nice things to... Uh, kind of work more with the way in which we tend to live these days, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember the last time I actually answered a call from anybody that I didn't know. Um, so yeah, makes it pretty- it was, uh, it was nice. I got to use the visual voicemail or the uh, live voicemail <laughs> for the first time a few days ago. I saw yep. I was working, saw a phone call come in, phone number I didn't recognize, saw that the voicemail started transcribing on the phone. Uh, live live action there and uh, realize, oh, I need to talk to them. Hop on. That's great. Picked up yeah. the phone, talked to them. It was great. So that's 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 the way voicemail should should work. Absolutely. For everybody. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Fun stuff. That's good. Well, I think we've yeah, covered man. a lot. We talked about a lot for uh, this episode. Um, you got to meet Hiller, uh, Beverly. My Beverly, yeah. I was very impressed. I was very impressed with uh, you, her you, complete lack of knowledge, yeah. but increased amount of compassion she had for you. So well, it's great. really the, the kind of friends I like to hang out with people who mm. are going to just say nice things about me, but really have nothing intelligent to add to a conversation. That's a, uh, that, that's good companionship. So Brian, my co-host, of this podcast, how you doing? <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't have anything to say other than I really care about you, Alan. Oh, um, nice. and, I, and I hope you're doing well. So no, I'm doing great. Thanks for asking yeah. Brian. Yeah. Mm. Um, but you, civil uh, war was a long time ago, wasn't it? <laughs> when was the Civil War, Brian? It just feels like yesterday. I can't believe it's been that long. Yeah. Um, so Brian, you got to tease us on the fact that you are exploring and testing a lot of new apps right now. So we'll wait to hear from you on yep. I which ones you are recommending forward. or like to make as a bits in a future episode. Absolutely. Um, and then we dug into iOS 17, at least uh, some of, a handful of the features. There's a lot more features on iOS 17 that we did not touch, but... I found a website, a list that had 50, 50 features, 50 things to kind of make you aware of. And uh, some of them are pretty minor, but I think we hit the, yeah. the bigger ones. And uh, well, honestly, some of the some of the other cool things are just hard for us to test because things like, you know, the the whole exchange of your contact to a, a new person by tapping phones together. I have no I, I'm not to the point where I want to phone shame someone if they're not on iOS 17, right? I'm not going to go up and be like, hey, you want to <laughs> tap and share and then find out that they're not on it. So You're that's like, going to oh, take I'm some time, right? That. There's some things yeah. that are going to have to happen later. But uh, Well, I think there was a couple of features. Is that one that's not even available yet? I don't know. I haven't even I tried to look for it. I thought that was one that yep. might have been one that they have not. Uh, Could they be. They said it was going to yep. come in a little bit later update, if I remember which, correctly. Which kind of makes sense, right? They they don't want it to be a frustrating thing of you trying to do it with someone who hasn't updated and then find out, okay, I'm never going to do that again. So yeah. maybe they're waiting to a, a certain number of people to get on iOS 17 and then kind of release into the wild. But yeah. All right, man. Well, I think we I may think have exhausted good. at least our our interest in this at this point. So. Yeah, I'm done. I'm ready. To, yeah. I'm ready to sign out. So yeah, 
Absolutely. Bored. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not bored. I'm fine. <laughs> All right, Ryan. Well, if anybody did want to follow up with us, they had some questions or comments. Maybe they've been playing with iOS 17 and there's a feature they feel like, wow, this is something that we really need to spend more time talking about or a question or they would like to be introduced to Beverly. Uh, how can they go cool. about getting a hold of us and, uh, and chatting with us? Yeah, yeah. Send us an email at info at the mesh.tv. Um, and, uh, if you do have a question for Beverly, you know, make sure you don't ask too much detail because it sounds like that's not going to be something you're going to get in response right now. But, uh, you could also go to our website at www.brothers-n-tech.com. And, uh, yeah, so expect to, to see some, some more from us soon. Uh, we got some more content we're going to throw out there about Mac OS as both of us get on that and, uh, some of these apps that I'm playing with here that I think could be useful for people. We'll, uh, we'll pass those along. So sounds great. All right. Well, we will be back, uh, possibly next week. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, it's been, it's been a little haphazard, but I think we'll try to try to do it every week. Yep. We're back together. Good. we got some, got some fun stuff to follow up on and do. So let's try to do that. All right. All right, everybody. Thanks for watching or listening. And we will look forward to talking to everybody next time. Take care. Thanks. Bye-bye. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.